Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to our um, next episode of Royal Smart Talk. Um, I am so excited. I'm on my second recording and um, this is most definitely going to be an eventful one because we're going to continue to talk about uh, the topic we were on previously about where we came from to know where we're going or just know where we're going to be the direction that we want to go in. But you have to know the walk that um, our people went through as African-Americans to know where you want to be uh, in the next coming, especially with your business. Because this is this is one of the topics that are most important because um, this is what it's all leading down to. So um, welcome, 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 and uh, let's get this going. Hello, and uh, thank you for tuning in uh, to a new episode, what well, a continuing episode <laughs> of um, our discussion over where we came from to know where we're going. In our previous discussion, we had an extensive talk. It was most definitely about um, some of the uh, things or the obstacles that African-Americans went through um, in our um, career because, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, one of the experiences that we have gone through as we were trying like own home ownership, um, some of the, uh, the funds to, uh, to expand our businesses, uh, we went through a lot and, um, and even some of the stereotypical, uh, things that we go, that we experience as African-Americans of, we're known for being aggressive, uh, we're known for for being violent, we're known for um, jump jumping off and just all, all out acting crazy. Those are stereo, there are all these stereotypes that we have as African Americans. Um, they all spiral all from the same um, beginning point as what I was listing earlier with home ownership, um, living in certain neighborhoods, uh, desegregation. Um, not having any funding for our businesses, but yet we, you know, we still strive. I'm not going to take that away from uh, some of the uh, previous uh, business owners, but there were most definitely a lot of obstacles that they had gone through. And it was a, it most definitely was a true struggle. And one of the, like I listed to the, like I was listing as I was letting you guys know about the book, um, that uh that I discussed in the episode. If you would like to know a book that is, I most definitely encourage you to re-listen to that episode. You don't have to listen to all of it, but most definitely uh tune in on that book that I was uh that I was discussing because it that book most definitely was so informative and it helped for me because I wanted to know where we some of some I always read books like that because I want to know where we came from. Because I can't tell you oh um, I can't, t- I can't give you advice and say, Hey, using, uh, using old school methods that if you, you know, if you go back, you know, back when we were building farms, if you build, you go buy you some land and start a farm and you it could be a lucrative business and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to, I can't go, I can't start there because nor what I want to nor what I advise anyone to start there, but it's always good to just know where we came from in history to kind of know, like, how do we get here? How do we, where are these, these stereotypes came from? Like, where, why is it, where the ghettos come from? Why is it that, um, 
so many businesses struggled and some some made it and some didn't um some of those answers um even to this day are most definitely uh they're not obvious um at all and i hate when people say it's because um it's because we don't support each other that is most definitely one of the uh, determining factors, but that it's not the whole thing. Um, it's not because we didn't support each other and that's why, you know, we went through so much. Um, that's not it. One of the reasons why a lot of businesses fail and I'll even, I'll even not even focus on, uh, back then I'll just focus on today, which 2020 or 2019, if you want to even take it back a year. A lot of businesses fail because it's numerous factors. Some are because some, even when it gets hard, they give up. Um, some fail because of lack of funding because um, there wasn't they didn't get a proper business plan together. Um, they are there are a lot of um, factors that chime in on it. Um, one of the things I'll, I'll even tell you, and I know a lot of people, they're always like, um, now, now everyone's like, yeah, Nicole, you're finally getting to, you know, what your business is, um, and focusing on it. But, um, and I'll just kind of go back and say, the reason why I didn't jump in and say, Hey, um, you know, this, this, uh, this podcast is a piggyback off of Royal Street Lending. Please go here. I can give you all of your funding needs. I most definitely can do a whole commercial for you on this podcast. But, but that's not the only thing this podcast is to feed off of. This podcast is, is to give you education, excuse me, um, to, to put other people on that can give you feedback and encouragement as well as knowledge um, for a lot of business owners or people who are looking to to buy homes or anything like that but my this this primary focus of this of this podcast is for education um yeah and and I will go into um the benefits of my business and um I will tie that in as well because you know it's royal smart talk and my business is royal street lending but um but that's honestly that's not that's not my primary focus um the one thing there are so many uh financial broker brokers out there that's what i am a financial uh, broker that's what my business is um there are a lot of them out here i'll just go kind of let me just kind of go ahead and go kind of dive into what a lot of people um, tune in to some people might want to tune in to me where I uh, may promote my platform at, but um, there are there are um, there are financial brokers out there. Um, I see some out there on Facebook. It's not a lot of black women um, that do it, but the one thing I will say that makes me um, a financial broker stand out from the rest of them is that I do not charge a um, a application fee for me to for me to locate funding for you from a lot of private lenders that I have access to. I don't charge a fee for that. And um, some people do. And some people will say, hey, Nicole, clearly you don't want your business to take off. Um, that's your opinion and you're entitled to it. But I have I know my purpose and I know how I want to go about it. And if you have a problem with how I do my business, 
uh, without without charging a fee to help people get funding, then that's your that's your problem. You know, take that over someone else. Don't, just don't bring it over here. Um, the second thing that I don't do is I don't I tend to sway away from funding startup companies. And um, the reason why, and of course, another, again, people would say, why not? Clearly, you don't want your business to make it or to get the all the funding that is available. You're throwing money away. You could be making money off of these people and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I would say, you're right. I could be. Um, but again, I know my purpose and that and my purpose is to grow, help small businesses to be successful. And some people will argue and say, well, if I'm a startup, if you keep blocking me from funding, finding funding for me, how are you going to make me successful? Because at the end of the day, this is what I will say to you. And this is all because, um, I've, I am a business owner and I will, and, um, I finally decided to start this business, uh, at the end of last year, because I decided the one way I can achieve, I found my purpose. And um, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, But I didn't start my business by requesting startup money. I would never. And that's only because I have friends who are financial advisors. Um, I mean, business advisors. And that's the one thing I did was I talked to business advisors before starting my business and I got the best feedback. And if they and if it hurts your little heart for a business advisor to tell you, hey, save up them, go back, work for someone, save up the money and get them, you know, after building your business plan, build up that money on your own and then step out there. If that breaks your little heart to do that then it's going to really break your heart when your business is suffering f- from the first to three years that it may, that you will experience a lot of hardship. It's in that first, because you're tested. Your first year is most definitely one of the hardest years because it's one of the biggest tests to say, hey, even though no one's responding to me, am I going to continue to keep pushing on? Or am I going to say, excuse my language, to hell with it? The first year is most definitely the hardest. And then you have then once you make it through the first year, you got to make it through the second year. And then you have and, and it's, it's all the constant uh, building and you, you can't give up. You got to be determined. So, again, if someone telling you to go work for someone else and build your money, your build your capital is crushing your heart, then all I can say to you is. Maybe you need to um, thicken your heart up a little bit more before you step out into entrepreneurship because um, the the world is not going to bend to you because you, you're beautiful. The world isn't going to bend to you because you come half naked saying, hey, buy this. The world isn't going to bend to you because you are just a great talker that's going to talk someone into something because it's, it's always going to be someone who can really can well articulate themselves but people are going to still say no so um it's it's best to start off it's best to start off without reaching for capital and that's why i don't i don't i tend to sway really really hard away from startup or offering startup um and i don't need a lender to, to many lenders have said that like you know nicole i just we really don't want to fund startups and i tell them well you know i'm not going to send 
a startup application to you because I'm just I'm, I really don't want to start you off in that much debt. Um, and again, if people if another financial broker hears this and they're like, she's dumb. Well, call me what you want. But um, I'm here to I have a purpose. And trust me, my purpose is most definitely needed because, I mean, I, I have I've helped. I've already helped two clients already. And some people may say, with two clients, I'm like, yeah, because it's I'm saying more no's than I'm saying yeses because I really know I'm I just don't want to be the reason why you fell on your face your first year, and and then well, of course I make my money and I go off into skippity doo land and then you come running right back to say hey, um, I need some more funding and then I look up and you're like really really far in debt and your business is failing because. You went so far in debt that you can't afford to take care of your business. And I just don't want to be that person. I, um, honestly, that's not my goal. My goal is to see success among um, my entrepreneurs because um, I want I want these businesses to be successful. And as a financial broker, I don't have, there's no color code like, oh, I only will help black people. Oh, I will only help white people. Or I only help Asians. I mean, I don't have... There is no color on success. I just do know that um, right now what I've been really trying to reach is a lot of my black entrepreneurs. Uh, Why? Because, again, you have to know where you where we came from to know where we're going. And um, the truth of the matter is that the reason why. As I even spoke about in the previous episode, the African-Americans that we are at the lowest of the economic system is because keep in mind we came from slavery and we were denied a lot of opportunities um, funding opportunities that were given to uh, white people that were not given to African Americans they weren't the, they were given to Caucasians but they weren't given to us um, because of the color of our skin and we were blocked from a lot of opportunities and we weren't granted those same opportunities and then it Outside of that, um, we were instilled with a poor person's mentality. So don't be shocked if you see um, you see African-American person with this beautiful, big, beautiful house. And you're like, yep, they made it. You know, and you're like, yep, they're there. They are there. The Joneses, they are. And um, and then you you derail it and they pass away. And they really didn't leave their kids with much of anything. Um, remember, keep in mind that um, a lot of people refinance their houses over and over again. Why do I know this? What What do I do for, you know, what is my business? That's how I know. Um, so with that being said, if the house, if that house isn't paid off and you leave that to your children, it's called liability. It's not an asset. It's a liability because now they have to either keep trying to pay on your loan, which trust me, a bank is going to say, yank, you need to refinance this, which means now your children, you have to bank on your children um, that you had instilled in them great financial uh, education to keep their credit up because now they have to take on your liability and refinance that house so that they can continue to keep it. Or 
they pay on it and then put it on the market and pray that it gets sold, you know, within a certain amount of time so that they can now turn this liability into a in some sort of asset. But it's not really an asset. It's just a financial gain. Um, the asset becomes when you and you have something that's rejuvenating some sort of revenue, um, like they maybe took that money and invested into rental properties. Those are called assets. Um, with uh, you know things like of that nature, but um, the problem is is that again we weren't given anything. So since we were not given anything and we were denied quite a bit um we a lot of us are in a lot of financial turmoil and secondly we're still not being blocked from anything but we don't have the knowledge to know like a lot of my um clients i have even yes and they are still my clients even if i say no because i may say no today but as you continue to maybe you say the heck with nicole i'm gonna go to someone else go to another financial broker i'm gonna go to my bank and i'm gonna continue to just keep pulling loans from them however you want to do it that still is a part of lack of education because the benefits of a financial broker is that we have access to so many lenders that you could not imagine. You couldn't Google these folks, okay? You can Google your tell-off, and you will still end up with what you end up with. That Now, that is the truth. Um, and secondly, um, don't Google them. Because even if you attempt to talk to them, they're going to ask you, what organization are you calling from? And of course, you're not going to have an organization because you're not a financial broker. And then they're just not. They're going to then give you some sort of, oh, well, we, they're going to give you some excuse to send you running off, you know, because you have to have these certain you have to meet these certain criteria to talk to these folks. And um, for God's sakes, like I told, like I told one of my clients, every the one thing, the one issue that a lot of black folks, you try to fit into too many shoes, um, which we should not. They are, they are, they are a pair of shoes. You only can wear a pair, one pair of shoes at a time. Stop trying to wear multiple pairs of shoes. Um, you only have two feet, and you only can, and only can acquire. Uh, left foot, right foot, you know, and so um, that's one of our downfalls. And so, like I said, it's lack of education and um, it's also lack of knowledge of knowing about this stuff. Um, I didn't, you know, honestly, um, 25 stepping out to do my first uh, purchase of a flip and flip. I um, I didn't know it. Um, I even remember, it's so funny, in my 20s, I went to, um, <laughs> I went to this show. I'm really not going to even elaborate on it because I'm not here to shoot down anyone's hustle. But um, I went to it, to one of the flipping flips, guys. And uh, I remember going there for, I went there one day, woke up, you know, the following day, went back up there. It was a two-day event, Saturday and Sunday. And I went. And um, then he, then they said, hey, to further your education, which you I really, really, really encourage you to do it, um, you'll sign up for our program. We have several packages, and the packages ranged from ten grand to twenty-five grand. 
and people, um, this one lady was like, are you, are you going to do it? And she's looking at me and she's nudging at me and she's like, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? And I looked at her and I said, no, I'm not doing that crap. You know, sorry to say it like that, but I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. I care what package he's offering. She said, look at all the valuable information that we pulled that we we were able to obtain in these two days. Like, I'm going, and I'm going to try to get the best package I can get. And, uh, and um, you, you know, you need to, uh, you need to get on it. And so I was, um, I looked at her, and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to take this class. I'm going to go ahead and keep doing what I'm doing. And so, um. So I walked out the door, but as I was walking out of the door of that this long, um, con- this long meeting room that was at a hotel, may I add note, I saw so many like so many people waiting to go talk and <clears throat> sign up for these expensive classes, and they were highly expensive, like really expensive, and it was so many. Excuse me, <clears throat> it was so many people. Rushing in to hand over ten grand, fifteen grand, twenty five grand, and they say even if you don't have the money, which some people I could hear people mumbling like I don't have that sort of money, I don't have that sort of money, and so they were taking out loans to pay. They want to take, mind you, now my now what this is called is called merchandise financing. I offer that as well. And what happens is merchandise merchandise financing is what a business uses to offer you. Like when they have a service that is usually generally over a thousand dollars, they offer uh, merchandise financing, which they offer you financing to pay for their services. And um, it's very beneficial if the service is worth the money that you're going to take out. So I'm looking at these people and mind you, um, if they're doing that, uh, and even some of them are like, I, I can even offer you a loan and I can give offer you financing and everything. Basically, he was like selling himself like he had the money and I'm going to loan you the money if you can show me that you can put in the time and the effort and you can say you can show me your skills will meet what is needed to meet and blah, blah, blah. And so um, a lot of people were like running to sign up for this. It was really sad. To me, it was sad because I was like, wow. And so I remember um, that that particular, after going home and shaking my head and, um, and I was talking to a friend of mine and I just was just saying how discouraging that was that people were paying to learn something that you don't need to pay for. It's like it's so many, it's so many um, things you can look up. Um, to build it. If you want to know some of the common, um, and for house, for real estate investing, if you want to know some of the common trends that are going on, like the open floor plan, that's a common trend that's now going on. And uh, in in real estate, people are now taking, tearing down the walls and they want it. So when they walk in the house, they're, um, the the floor plan from the living room to the dining room to the kitchen is all open. So it's a big open layout that they can just that's a, that's the new trend. Um that they can decorate and it's a absolute beautiful trend if it's if you can decorate it appropriately. But you can always there are different um different 
free classes to um the people sharing the information who is probably who have probably been doing real estate investing for over 25 years and they and they're sharing this information with you why because it's you know it's nothing for them to give you the common trends and and another thing to be a little honest with you you don't even have to go to classes you can actually talk to the people who do it for a living like contractors They'll give you the best advice, you know. You get you a good contractor, one that, one that's not just chasing dollars. They'll give you the education and say, hey, um, some of the common trends I've been seeing in houses is this, and then you can piggy, you know, you can piggyback off of. If you see that that this is a common trend, they're going in and they're selling it. Go along with it, decorate it up, and do what you need to do to get that house on the market. And then as you flip your first house, you begin to see and, and, and you flip another one and you begin to pick up a pattern to do what's needed to be done, to learn the things that need to be learned. And you don't have to, uh, you, know, you don't have to worry about that. But the issue is, is that, um, unfortunately, a lot of people are trying to get on get rich schemes like uh, my next goal is to be I want to flip homes so I can be a millionaire if you come to me and ask me for funding and you say I want to flip homes to become a millionaire I mean I'm not going to deny you and say oh no I'm not going to give you any funding because your idea sounds ludicrous I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm going to give you the funding that you need because if that's your determination is to become a millionaire then once you reach you know, once you reach a certain amount, you're going to butt your tail and you're going to do what you're going to do. And eventually you're going to end up learning that um, you're going to. And then as I, as you connect with me, I'll connect you with some of my business advisors because it's, it's several of them that I am in connection with. And I'll get them, get you on the right path to really get where you're going, because I don't knock anyone's whatever your motivation is to do what you're doing. I encourage it. If you say my motivation is my kids, um, I encourage it. Uh, but any financial advisor would tell you that when you go into a plan, your plan should never be to put a dollar amount on your plan. You know, like, hey, I'm doing this so I can make a million dollars. Then when you reach a million dollars, then what? Then when you reach this, then what? Then when you reach that, then what? You know, you gotta you you have to come with more than just that. You know, you your plan, uh, your your motivation should be a more broader motivation for you for what you're doing. Like what a reason why I started my business um, is to is to put a lot of small businesses back into a better situation than they were before. And I know that funding would help a lot of individuals, especially with me having access to as many lenders as I have. I can reach out to give you the help that you need to do to go even further with your business. I don't want you to come to me when your business is falling apart and then say, save me. I mean, that's you can be saved, but it's going it's going to come with a lot to be saved. You know what I mean? So. Um, I tend to tell people, don't wait until you fall on your face to reach out for help. Reach out for help before you even before you before the ground even becomes in your path. You know what I mean? Um, as soon as when you're starting off, reach out for help. Ask questions. Ask. Reach out to as many people as you can. Become knowledgeable in 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 your area as much as you can, and don't be afraid. But just out of all things, just don't throw away money at all these people. Ask questions. It's called 
con- with consultations. You know, you you consult with someone um, to get the information that you need. But don't throw money out there. Like um, that was one of I, I I remember starting off. I mean, my first business adventure. Um, I threw money everywhere. Like it was money here. It's money here. I linked up with a whole because I, it was a part of my flipping. So my idea was, hey, why don't I start? A construction company along with my flip, my flip, my flip. Good God, I'm getting all tongue-tied. This is really terrible. Along with all of my fix and flips. Let me open up a construction company. You know, I was really had this plan in my head. Like, let's do it. I'm 25. Like, hey, let's do it. Let's do it. And, um, excuse me, I started throwing money left, right, left, right, left, right. And um, I looked up and I said, man, I didn't throw away how much it was so it was and then I became discouraged and then I um and then I said you know what let me uh let me let this a common practice amongst small business let me let this uh idea of open up a construction company cease you know cease to exist for a minute because I was meeting different um I was winning bids and um I was bringing you know trying to be different I was bringing on um uh, uh, young black individuals who had just who were in the who worked in construction before, but um, I, and I wanted to try to gather all of them in, and a lot of them were BSing around and wouldn't come to work on time, or they wouldn't come at all, and um, some of my bids were falling to the wayside, and uh, I was I was I was really really hurt. I was really really discouraged. I was really really sad. I really just wanted to just crawl in the ball and just cry my eyes out because I had you know my plan went from you know flipping homes to open up a construction company to um, and I said you know the world's gonna be my oyster and I was the problem was I was putting on too many shoes and that. Is something that I always advise small business people like don't fall into that, and I, I hear people say, "How are you gonna talk to a financial advisor who isn't rich?" Um, first and foremost, you have wealthy. You have the term wealthy. You have the term rich, and you have the term um, upper class, right? You have those. You have all those three terms, right? And you know, all three terms mean all three definitions. Like they have three separate definitions. They do not mean the same thing, right? They do not. And some people say, what do you mean by that? So if you're rich, the rich don't pay taxes. People say, what do you mean by the rich don't pay taxes? The rich doesn't pay taxes. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Um, they are, there are ways around taxes. Um, the wealthy do pay taxes. Um, and the upper class do pay taxes. And people say, oh, do explain about this. And I say, if you want to know the three differences between being upper class, remember, it's all on uh, price tags. It's all on how much you're worth. It's all on, on that. But the rich are not affected by the same thing that you're affected by. They're just not. Um, but the wealthy are. The wealthy are most definitely affected by the same thing that um that anybody else is, but just don't fall into the in, into the trends of people say well, I want to be rich. Um, a lot of people don't want to go to hell, but I mean, it's it's all relative, right? So, 
<laughs> People say, what does that mean? What that means is, is that don't make that your goal. Like, did you come out rich? No, I didn't come out rich. Then the likelihood of you dying rich is different. Like, there are some black folks who are, who did actually come from money. And family are, is actually wealthy. Um, but if you're not there, like, then... I can't say you. Oh, I'm, you're going to get there. You're going to be rich. You're going to be this. Um, stop setting your eyes on that. First and foremost, um, set your, set your eyes on your passion. Find something you're passionate about and go for it, and die for it. And that's where I tell you the direction to go. Stop chasing dollar signs because it's so easy to make money. Like it's so easy to make money. Like really. If you have a license, like, and you have a car, you can make money. Like, you don't, just don't sit in the house and think, somebody's going to knock on the door and say, hey, here go a pile of money, you know, but you can make it. License, car, you're there. Like, you're there. You're, you can make some money. So, that's not a good, if that's a goal, then, I mean, you wake up, I woke up like this, I woke up like this, you know, opportunities to make money is there. Um... So don't do it. But I will say, um, you know, but out of all things, know your history. And don't look at history and say, well, see, this is where, see, 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 this is where they made their mistake at, you know. <laughs> because um, everybody has their own perspective of how things should have should be done. Doesn't mean that your way is the better way. It just means it's a way. Um but you, but if you guys don't teach your children, and even sadly people my age, ain't, parents didn't teach them anything either. But if you don't teach your children where they came from, then they're not going to know where the hell they're going, and that's pretty important to know where you're going, because um, you got to have a direction, but you also got to know that at the end of the day. To you have to know, like, who would have ever known that different states had a black Wall Street? They did. They only talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma Wall Street. They don't talk about South Carolina Wall Street. They don't talk about all these different states that had them. And they were just black communities that became wealthy because black folks depended on each other because that's all we had. Bringing it till today, um... Folks have woke up. They realize, okay, that if I don't sit here and sell and sell people a river, just like a, they, they, you got to be a salesman. Like Donald Trump is a salesman. But if I had another small business owner quote Donald Trump, and I have to always, I always have to stop people. Like, don't quote Donald Trump. Again, you got to know where a person came from to know where they're going, right? You got to know where you came from to know where you're going. He came for money. Again, that you he came out and now there's a different term. He was rich. His father was rich, but how did his father get rich? His father was his family is a known plantation owner. Because if you maybe again you gotta do you, you gotta do your research. It's important because um excuse me, most uh plantation owners, their families are wealthy. Extremely wealthy. Like a lot of money wealthy. So while you sitting around looking, don't look back for your direction. Look forward. But look back to know, 
okay, what was the blockers here? Now, again, as I quoted in the first episode, because now we're going to do a recap, I told you that ghettos were government built. They, um, they redlined a lot of people. So people, so black folks couldn't move into neighborhoods and these neighborhoods would have, so I even clear example, like, um, we always, we, we, we look at, um, we look at, uh, um, let me give you a good, uh, a good, a good one would be the Ferguson case. Um, if you, if you look back into their history, right, you'll see, and look back into the history, and you'll see where black folks were only allowed to live in certain communities and they would force black folks into these communities. And you weren't allowed to move in because it was a white community and white people live white. If a white family lived there, a black family couldn't move there. And so that's that's what redlining is. So um, you were blocked. They were blocked, 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 blocked. And so they couldn't they couldn't move there. And so they would overpopulate black people into these small communities, now AKA called the ghetto. And then, then you would see they would give all of the public assistance wasn't, it's not just a black thing, but um, white people were on it. But the thing is, is that even with public assistance, the same guidelines that they gave, that they gave to a black family, the white family didn't have. The white family, they would send black people through the ringer to get public assistance, but would just automatically approve white people for for public assistance. And they would pay for their houses. And black people, they would they would pay they would pay for their houses, but jack up how much they had to pay for their house. So black people were paying like double for a house while white people were getting it for a heck of a lot cheaper. And um, some could afford it, some couldn't. And that's what you see. And then to know, which is like I said, look back, see where you would see where we came from to know where we're going. It, it all, and then they, in the same ghettos that were, block, were blocked with just minority races, um, then they would implement drug activities like you know, it, it's a lot that went into it. I'm not going to go elaborately on, but the most important thing is, is that the reason why we don't know about funding opportunities is because we were blocked from them for so long that we forgot where to look. The reason why when people say trust fund, we instantly think white people. I don't know why, because I have a trust fund for my kids. Um, but you know, it's it, or we think about stocks or business ownership, per, buying into businesses. We think about white people. I don't know why we that NC pops into our head, but it does. And as long as those terms are foreign to us, we will never know a better way to go. And the reason why, that's why I love, love, love helping out my my people, helping out African-Americans, is because it's great for them to not be lost in the lack of no's. Um, and the reason why I told you, is, and again, as I emphasize to you, my business is not just, it's not color coordinated or color designated. Like only a certain race can come here um, because there are, some there are other races that are struggling as well um, with funding, 
but um, not as badly as African-Americans are. And that's why I try to appeal to them, because I really want us to be in a different economic state. I really want us to stop um, looking at the smaller parts of things. See, when you're not an entrepreneur, your views on a, on a lot of things are um, are blocked. They're shady, very shady areas in your in your knowledge base because you don't understand what type of mechanisms go into certain things, and. I'm not everybody's meant. I I do agree with Umar when he says not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur. I do agree with that, because we do need lawyers, we do we do need doctors, we do need all these people. But we also need these people to have their own private practices so that they are able to run the way that they want things done. So that pharmaceutical companies are not buying you out and you're 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 having to fold and offer these prescription drugs to your customers that, you know, no effects on or however it may affect them. You you just don't know. And um, having your own private private practice gives you the opportunity to do what you need to do. But in order to get your own private practice, you got to go underneath for somebody and get the knowledge that's needed. So again, not all of us are are meant to be entrepreneurs, but a lot of us are. And a lot lot of businesses are falling to the wayside. A lot of grocery stores that I wish we would have opened. Now, heck, Amazon is taking everyone out now, and everyone's like, "Oh God, what's what's next? What's next is going to be the next big thing. It's going to take out Amazon, you know." And then, for God's sake, I done bought about three headsets from Amazon, and I really just want to just give up on the world when it comes to getting it from Amazon because I have my issues with my headsets. You know, it's like I'm always having issues with this, but it's convenient. And that's why Amazon is taking over. And it's going to be another business. Another business on, it's going to be another business mind that's going to come along and they're going to sway you that way. And um, you're going to say, what the heck with it? And also, um, 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 and, uh, and the hospitals are going to continue to fill up with us because we're going to become unhealthy. And, and people say, oh, obese. And I'm like, no, not obese. But we're not, we're going to be less willing to exercise because we don't need to exercise because we don't need to walk around the stores because we can have it delivered to us. And just because a person is not walking doesn't make them obese. It just makes them a little unhealthy. But that's the cause of that's the cause of convenience. The cost of convenience is that. But it's going to be someone else is going to think of something else is going to make us extra extra convenient and we're going to say yep and we're going to go to that and um it's going to be an ever-growing process but that's business and that's something that african-americans we need to open ourselves up to and stop messing around and stop handing away these opportunities like we don't want them because we need them and i nicole am here to put us at a better situation. And if that means waking you up to say, hey, I'm at your door and the opportunity is now, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to continue to do it. And if I 
seem like I don't record a lot. Trust me, I'm always thinking about doing a podcast. I'm always thinking about a topic. And I'm always thinking about putting things out there for us because we really, really, really have got to do better, guys. And I want us to do better. And that's why I don't charge a fee for my services. With all of that said and done. Because at the end of the day, I feel like the only I can take money out your pockets, but if especially if you're coming to me because you really need that funding, taking thirteen hundred dollars or five hundred dollars away from your business isn't going to help you. And now, as I take this money away, and and some of the, the some of the lenders that I do want you to go to, you can't use them because they have certain guidelines and you can't meet them. And there might be some financial ones, but I'm draining your money just to help you. That's not helping you. That's draining you, and that's putting you worse off than I left, than I than I met you, and that's not what I'm here for. So, um, no, I don't have people knocking down my door because my door is still, is still semi invisible. But I will tell you this: 2020 is the year well where I won't be invisible. I will begin to come out the shadows. And I will begin to wave my hand at a lot of small businesses to say, come on, guys, you're not in this by yourself. You don't need to take out merchandise financing loans. You don't need to sit here and um, take out cash advances from people um, with these high interest rates. And you don't you don't need to do it. There are small business loans out here. Some people are like shocked when I share with them with some loans. I didn't even know what that was. Yeah, a lot exists, and it's time for me to stop letting you be taken advantage of because it. we don't need that. We've already, African-Americans have already been taken advantage of. History shows it, and it, and it, show, and it, shows, and it, it shows it in a very devilish way, and we have got to do better, and we deserve better, and we deserve, pe- we deserve our businesses to be better. And we deserve people that are willing to be there for our business. So until next time, guys, um, it was a it was a pleasure doing this. And thank you.